Greetings and greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again and again for coming here with us this morning. Uh, you always Remnant Ministries, Emmanuel West Jr., founder per se, here to tell you the truth of the matter. We've been doing a constant theme about great the great Apostle Paul. He's really apostate Paul. And you've been deceived all these years because of your lack of study. Ain't no need you getting mad at your pastor or the, or the pastor up the street. He don't study enough either. Holy Spirit teaches the Bible. And a lot of times over the years, especially when we did this uh, 70 weeks, when it didn't fit, well, they just say, well, the last week applies to the last days. No, that, that, those 70 weeks applied to uh, uh, 39 to 46 A.D. That's when the time ran out. So, and Jesus, Yeshua, told them, you're going to see this Antichrist. And so then they see Paul. He told Peter, when you see him, get out of Jerusalem. You won't understand it. Just get out of there. Because as, I, as we say today, I'm telling you this morning, you don't understand the depth of what Paul did. A very learned man who hated the Torah. And so we've had, we've had what, uh, six or seven sessions on him. We're going to have one more. And we're going to talk about the theology of Apostle Paul, his theology. And once, if you just compare his theology with the other preachers in the Bible, the prophets and the priests and the kings and the, the Levitical Code scholars, when you compare their teachings, they all agree. But they don't agree with what Paul taught. And all over the book of Deuteronomy, it says over and over, it says, Thou shalt not accept the witness of one man. And you guys have built your theology. You know, when I was a little boy, they preach, and then they always, they always uh, end the sermon with, but Paul said this, and Paul said that. Paul is not the author of the Torah. I teach you often that the Torah came from angels in Job 38. They were soon newly created angels, and they made this law called Leviticus, and it means, a, it means a way of approach to Yahweh. I want to go to heaven one, one day. I want to be in that heavenly kingdom. I don't want to go to no Gentile situation. They teach this and he teach that. And all, and all of us mixed up don't know what to believe. I want to go somewhere where I can worship in, in spirit and in truth. You can't do it with Gentiles. First Corinthians 10, 20. For Gentiles worship demons and not Yahweh. They worship devils and not Yahweh. So I'm just going to go through a list here. I can show you a hundred different scriptures right now about Apostle Paul, how he didn't agree with the rest of the Bible. He had his own thing. He was a lone ranger, and you think he was all that. He might have said that he submitted to the Jerusalem church, but deep in his heart, he know he didn't. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's just see how he broke the law in so many of, th many of the things that he did. In Acts, the 19th chapter and the 15th verse, it says that Paul, the demon from hell said, we know who Paul is. They knew who Yeshua was, but they said with Paul, we know that he has reversed his circumcision. Look it up for yourself. You have to study a little Greek and a little Hebrew. Paul reverses circumcision. Any Jew will say they would not welcome him in an Orthodox Jewish setting. And so, 
He he broke the law just in that. Okay, not only that, he was a gym freak. Paul wrote it in 1 Corinthians 10, 9th chapter in the 26th verse. He wrote about how the men we running. Now, they were running butt naked. Peter didn't want to look at that, them Greek people out there wrestling and, and doing sports and all. Jews didn't do that. But Paul knew about how they did in, in that Greek culture, in those gyms and all, because he did it himself. That's in 1 Corinthians 9, 26. Okay, his defilements, you know, he had a lot of health issues. And the Bible says he couldn't preach. That's in Leviticus 21, verse 17 through 24. There are some people who cannot preach. If you had a crook back and you you bent over, you had to be able to look intelligent and look decent because you were referencing Yahweh. So you couldn't go up there in front of the people with blind eyes and this and that. Paul had a bent right arm. That's in Zechariah 11. He had the five minutes. He had problem with his eyes. You couldn't preach, you know, like the five blind boys from Mississippi or wherever. You couldn't sing and preach in, in Peter's church. You had to be healed first. People come to church, they want to be healed. They want to see a pastor that's healed, that's whole, strong, and able to do the work of Yahweh. But Paul couldn't do that. And he, he was also an epileptic. I told you that an epileptic means... That term means there's something beside you that affects who you are. You're not your own person. Something beside you controls you. And Paul actually admitted that he was such. You read that about that in Acts 27, verse 21 through 26. He's on that shipwreck. And he says, the angel that stood by me, whose I am, and he controlled Paul. That was the devil himself. Okay? Uh, and then uh, he worked with gays. The Bible says in many passages over there in Genesis how uh, the angels went down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And it says in uh, Deuteronomy 21 that if you are in the gay community, if you're a prostitute, you can come to church, but you can't help hold no kind of office in the church. They want you to come and learn and get away from that wicked behavior. And so those gay people, they could not hold offices. Today they flooded the church, all because of the writings of Paul. Paul worked closely with gays. Acts 13.1, Philippians 2.25, that was this man, Manan. In Acts 13.1, then there was a, a, a Epaphroditus and Epaphros. These were gay men that worked in that church closely with Paul. Why? Because that was common in, in Greek, among the Greek culture. There were many homosexual encounters. It was like something they did every day. And today we may frown upon it, but it was not frowned upon in the Greek culture. Yes, indeed. Okay, Paul also wrote that the Antichrist would frequent the temples. He say that, and he, he shall come into the temple and sit in the temple and say he is God. You say you are God when you go to giving out instructions how you're supposed to live. And so that's what Paul did. He didn't realize he was writing about himself. Peter them didn't go into to the temple uh, trying to write rules and all. They believed in the Torah, the Old Testament law. And it says in, in Psalms 11, chapter, third verse, it says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can we do? So Paul is the only one who wrote against those ancient foundations. Yes, indeed. 
That's in 2 Thessalonians, the 2nd chapter and 3rd verse. It's talking about how Paul, he was writing about somebody would come in the temple, sit in the temple, and declare he is God. And that's something that the prophets wrote about him in his, because of his manners. Now, did you know that in the, in the uh, letter of Philemon, this slave, he, his master, Onesimus, in, 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 in the Torah it says that when a slave escaped, you're supposed to help him. You're not supposed to send him back. Paul told, he told uh, Philemon to go back. Go back and serve him. That's why, the, the uh, you know, so many errors in the world, and it came from Paul. And that's why uh, them people in the KKK and all that, that's the reason they, they did that in the days of slavery because Paul wrote, send, send uh, uh, Philemon back to Onesimus. And so, so, a lot of things you've done, you've been influenced by the writers of Apostle Paul. Yes, indeed. Okay, the next thing he did, and if you read the book of uh, uh, Philemon, you'll see that story, how he told him to go back. But in, in the Old Testament, it says, once you got free, you were free. And then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in, in, in the book of Daniel, it says he thought he could change times and laws. Paul won't get rid of the Jewish law code. That's something over in First uh, Kings, the uh, tenth chapter. You see how how different men came into the, in the Jewish cycle, and they wanted to change the law. They actually changed the feast of tabernacles to Thanksgiving. That's in First Kings, the tenth chapter, and and uh, they they switched the. the the Feast of Tabernacles from the seventh Jewish month to the eighth Jewish month. Today that would be Thanksgiving. And little did you know that came from an Antichrist. Yes, indeed. Paul was a, that type man. Yes, indeed. He also broke the kosher laws. The kosher laws in the, uh, Leviticus 11, Deuteronomy 14, it tells you what you can and cannot eat. And Paul, when he wrote, when he wrote to the Colossians, second chapter, sixteenth verse, Romans fourteen, he wrote that you can eat whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And what's so funny about him? He taught about you couldn't share the same cup with the cup of the devil, but you could share the same plate. He told the Corinthians, "Well, don't worry. Just because you get meat that was sacrificed to idols, it don't it don't change the meat." And so he was saying, you can eat the meat. Now, if my neighbor had a, a barbecue goat out there, I like goat meat. But uh, he, he worshiped the devil. You think I'm going to go there and eat some of that meat? No. But Paul is saying you could do that. He taught against the Sabbaths, Colossians 2, 16, 17. We'll go back and read Leviticus 20, 23. And you'll see where you had to keep those various Sabbaths. Not only the weekly Sabbaths. You go to the last two chapters in Numbers, and you'll see it was talking about the weekly Sabbath, the, the, the monthly Sabbath. Yes, indeed. And then the annual Sabbath. They were commanded, just like the weekly Sabbath. And Paul was saying, you don't have to do none of that. You know what I mean? He said, that's just a shadow of things to come. But now, they were told Moses repeatedly, if you make this law codes, how they do worship, Make sure you do it according to the pattern that we're showing you in this mountain. Yes, indeed. Then uh, he also preached to women in Nidda. That's in Acts the 16th chapter 13 verse. It says that Paul went out to the riverside and there were the women out there. 
Now, the regular church met in a, a, a sanctuary or whatever, but the women who were in Nidda, they kind of congregated together out at the edge of town by a riverside. And you probably didn't know that. That's in Acts 16, verse 13. And so in Philippi, this woman named Lida, over in Revelation, the second chapter, in the 20th verse, she's called Jezebel. And so Paul went out there, not, Peter then wouldn't go out there, and these women were, were in a time of month that they weren't supposed to come to church. So all you women think you're supposed to preach, well, you're just like Apostle Paul. You're trampling on that wonderful knitter code that the ancients wrote about. Yes, indeed. Then Paul lied about his call to preach. You know, if you read Paul's uh, writings about how he was born again, he got three or four different teachings he wrote about how he was born again. Which one of them is right? Well, you know, any man been born again ought to remember one specific way that he became a child of God and, and taught that. But Paul had many ways. He, he knew how to twist a lie. They call that pill pull in, in Hebrew. And pill pull means I could convince you that you commit adultery when really you are innocent. These men were learned men. Yes, indeed. So Paul was good at that. Okay. Then they tore it forbid uh, pre preachers drinking wine. But Paul told Timothy, he said, drink a little wine for your stomach's sake. So in the Old Testament, they were forbidden to drink wine, the preachers. Preachers under very strict rules, uh, they can't be normal. Read Ezekiel 44, and you'll see a re reinvention of those laws uh, that were given earlier in, in Leviticus and all. And so in Ezekiel 44, it's talking about our day, talking about when Christ come back, and we're going to have to be very strict who we marry, how we dress, can't have no tattoos, a bald head, and all of that. Yes, indeed. And then they, uh, he also wrote about uh, you could eat food, sacrifice idols in 1 Corinthians 10th chapter. So it's a mighty strange. This man in the same book in 1 Corinthians 10th chapter, he talks about you can't share the cups, the cup of the Lord and the cup of the devil, but you could share the, the food. Man, that's, that's hypocritical. It's like you don't know what you're teaching. Yes, indeed. And so he did that. And then uh, he also told the Galatians that they supposed to follow his gospel only. Anybody who studied Paul, you'll see he often made mention that he was the one who had the truth. And anybody didn't follow what he taught, they need to be a natman. That means let them be cursed and let them go to hell. He wrote that in Galatians 1, 6 through 10. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 10. In Romans, the 14th chapter. Romans, the 16th chapter, verse 25. It's in Leviticus 17, 1 through 9. It's in 2 Corinthians 11th chapter, 1 through 4. It's 2 Corinthians 11th chapter, 13 through 15. So you had the Leviticus was telling them what they could or could not do when it comes to the gospel. You couldn't accept the witness of one man. That's in Leviticus 17, 6. And, and, but Paul said, accept me. I'm the only one teaching this stuff, but I want the whole world to accept me. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, we got about a half of the world going to die within a year or two. They're going to starve to death. The water is getting slow everywhere. The oceans are rising. 
and people going to be drowning soon, ladies and gentlemen, is all because of Apostle Paul. It says in Revelation 13, 16, and he caused all. That means everything you see wrong today can be traced back to Apostle Paul. Because the earth will not be blessed until they come back to Messianic Judaism. Yes, indeed. And the man who apprehended him in Acts 21, this is the man that teach it all, that calls it all. They knew who he was. You acting like you don't know who Paul is. Do, do some Bible study. You'll know right quick. Yes, indeed. And then Paul also wrote, he wanted all men to be celibate like him. That's in 1 Corinthians 7, chapter. So God don't want everybody to be celibate. There wouldn't be no people on earth. It would nothing but gay men and gay women. And so, so Paul was wrong to write that. If he chose to be celibate, that's okay, but don't be wishing that on all other men. Yes, indeed. Another thing about Paul you didn't probably didn't notice, that uh, when they got off the ark, Noah sent out a raven. He sent out the dove. That was talking about the three missionary journeys of Peter. But he sent the raven out first, and the raven went to and fro. He didn't have to come back to the ark because a raven is pretty much like a buzzer, and he could eat a... a dead carrion floating in the water. And so the, the raven, the Bible said, went to and fro. Well, if you read the first chapter of uh, the book of Job, you'll see that the devil, he said, I'm going to and fro. And then you go over there to the Colossian church, and it was established by Epaphras, a gay man, and then Timothy, a young man. He probably was working on Timothy to become gay. And then it, this city was on the Lycus uh, uh a tributary on the Meander River. Meander means going to and fro. And so you haven't, you don't study enough to understand. God ain't gonna rain no knowledge on you. It comes from hard work, hard work. If the preacher ain't doing it for you, then you need to do it yourself. It. I didn't learn the Bible in no moment. I used to read the whole Bible two or three times before I left high school. I want to know what the begats meant. I want to know the genealogies. I want to know the, the virtue of money, tithing, and who could tithe, could, how could I invest. It's all in the Torah. And that's what I teach. I don't teach Brother West. I teach what's written in the Torah. And you just haven't heard the truth of that. And then whoever wrote the book of uh, Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about the, the priesthood. And it, it's, it's written that this person could not preach because he's from the tribe of Judah. Well, you go in the Old Testament, especially in those first three or four chapters in the book of Numbers, and you'll see that all the tribes had to preach. You turn 20 years old, you, got, you were inducted into ministerial outreach. At 25, you had to be a co-pastor. At 30 years old, all them young men had to pastor a church. And no matter what tribe you were from, so it wasn't just the tribe of Levi, but it was all the tribes, especially if you were firstborn. There may have been some uh, restrictions on other members in the, in, the, in the tribes, but all the firstborns had to preach because they were the first ones to open their mother's womb. And because of that, Yahweh inducted them into the preaching ministry. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I've just tried to have a little chat with you today about 
about all the things that the Bible says against Apostle Paul. He was learned. We agree with that. He talked wonderfully about how to be born again. We agree with that. But then when you get into the doctrines, he, it's like he jumped, skipped the page. He skips the page. And all these other writers from Genesis all the way to Malachi, when you read the New, New Testament, Matthew, John, uh, uh, John and, and over there, and uh, James and all the, these original disciples, they all agreed with the Torah, the Old Testament. But Paul wrote quite differently. So who are you going to believe, ladies and gentlemen? Here we are in the end of time. If you, would, if you had invested money the right way, you would be filthy rich today. You can't invest money in American concerns because you live here. We are all brothers. So you can't invest money in areas where you are brothers of someone. You understand? You have to invest in foreigners. So ancient Israel could get interest off of foreigners, not their brethren. But look at Wall Street. It's all about investing on American companies and all. See, even with investing, you had to reach out trying to save souls. Bro West teach you Bible only, nothing else. And I've tried to live that. I've had great job offers over, over the years, but a lot of jobs that were offered to me, I wouldn't take them because I knew they were, they were not kosher. So do you want to go to heaven? Do you think you're going to heaven doing what you're doing today in that Baptist church, that Pentecostal church? That's Seventh-day Adventist Church, Jehovah Witnesses, Catholic Church. Do you think you're really going to go to heaven? Do you think they do that kind of stuff in heaven? Have you ever did a, a serious thought about what kind of religion is in heaven? If you don't believe that Moses had the true faith, whatever you think, do you think your church fit the bill? Or do you think you need to go somewhere else and learn the truth of the matter? As I said, the pain you see in the earth today is because of these people who have rejected Messianic Judaism. That's the only religion that come from heaven. All the other religions began on the earth, and they just nothing but rabble risers. They worship demons and doctrines of devil. They kick their dresses up in the air, call themselves dancing for the Lord. They steal money out of the offering plate, the deacons. Most of the deacons can't preach two lines. In the Bible, they, all the deacons preach and raise up churches. So do you want to be part of a church that's scripturally uh, organized and set up, or do you want to keep making that noise you're making now? And it's running out now because everything that's wrong points back to Apostle Paul, and he calls all. Paul set up a system called humanism. Humanism, man-made governments, man-made economic systems, and man-made religions. And only, only the Jewish people, they may not live it, but only the Jewish people have a Torah code for everything they do. The Jewish people, they got their own Hollywood. They make all these sick, filthy movies. But that's not what God intended for them to do. It's written what they're supposed to do. But don't you think because the Jews are not living what they're supposed to live, that it gives you some kind of license to do what you want to do? The Torah is what you're supposed to chase down. You're supposed to be wrapped up in it. And uh, in, uh, in 
Proverbs, the third chapter. It says all her ways, talking about the Torah. It's also talking about the Shekinah glory, the Holy Spirit. All her ways of pleasantness and all her paths of peace. She is a tree of life to them that take hold of her. And that's what I took hold of from a little boy. And I used to pray and cry. I used to wonder, Lord, you've given me this great work, and I'm all alone. And I felt that pain of being alone for year after year. And I still had to hold on to my faith and, and hope that one day y'all would raise up this mighty work. And then, ladies and gentlemen, when I saw Isaiah 60, and that's talking about a rise shine for the light has come, and Yahweh would bring us out of darkness. And he would do it with Gentiles who have become Messianic Jewish believers. Isaiah 60 talks about the children from Keturah, Abraham's concubine, and Hagar, Abraham's slave wife. They both were concubines, but they did not give the prominence to the Jewish people to be leading this great work. It's their work. It's their ministry. But Yahweh going to finish this work with people who love the Torah. I hope you come to love the Torah, ladies and gentlemen. You want, I was telling the lady, she, I said, the more you keep of God's Torah, the more you're going to see your life blessed. I tell people, if you just quit eating pork, you'll get, quit gaining all that weight. If you invest the right way, you'll never be broke because the Torah has blessings attached to it if you just do it. And not only do it has writings uh, for those type situations, it also has prophetic things and so the prophets speak of this day and this is the great prophecy in, in uh, Genesis 45 that in the second year of the bad times we're in the second year now that God is going to deliver his people that's in Gen Genesis 45 and, and Joseph said I'm going to send uh, those wagons to come get you that's the Mercurba which means the rapture. We are looking for the rapture right now, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. Clean your life up. You don't want them to come over here and teach you how to serve Yahweh. They coming as our guests. We're going to teach them how to keep the Torah. May you be blessed. Shabbat Shalom. Baruch Abba. Shem Adonai. Greetings. <laughs>